Welcome back to Signature Witch, the podcast where we sit and partake in captivating conversations with passionate individuals who are using their unique talents and gifts to make an impact in the world. I'm your host, Melissa Dudek. What's your signature? On this episode of Signature Witch, I have the pleasure of sharing my dear friend and Beyonce's birthday twin, Megan Holt, with you. Happy belated birthday, Meg. Meg is an executive career coach who specializes in helping professionals realize their potential so that they can get to their next level of success. She is a self-declared tornado Virgo. She's one of Forbes' top 50 executive recruiters. She's the founder of the Megan Hole Method, the host of the Pivot with Purpose podcast, wife to Mike, mama to a couple of sassy cats, and last but not least, one of my favorite workout buddies. You'll get to hear Meg and I cover a variety of topics, everything from how our energies and personalities have influenced our career paths to what it was like for her growing up as a child of divorce, how she made lemonade out of lemons during the pandemic, and how to not let fear stand in your way of potential opportunities that you're thinking about pursuing. But first, for those in the New England area, Meg will be hosting a live recording of her podcast, Pivot with Purpose, on Saturday, September 23rd at Big Night Live by the TD Garden, featuring an incredible panel of special guests. If you're looking to reignite that fire in your soul to fall back in love with your life, to get more work-life harmony and the clarity that you need to market yourself in the right way, and or to achieve success in whatever light that that looks like for you, this panel will help you get there. Check out the show notes for a link to get tickets before they sell out. And with that, this is Signature Witch. Introducing our guest today, Mrs. Megan Hool. Hi, friend. Hello. How are you? I'm good. This is oh, yeah. walkout song is vibey. It's super oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Love it. You know that we love Fleetwood. So good. Do you want to wait until it goes to the OL? Or you wanna... Oh. Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. You might as well, right? It's going to be like stuck in everyone's head. There you go, squad. Mm -hmm. See it. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Incredible. Okay, what a start. I love it. Hi. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? Yes. We are here sitting at your table mm-hmm. in your crib. In our studio audience. We have a live studio really feline do. audience. Yep. Who looks like he doesn't give two, you know, what's about what's going on, but he's here. You got to introduce the audience to the studio audience. Yeah. Today we have um, Spice, <laughs> Mr. Spice, oh. our little kitty cat, not so little. Um, Hello, Sir Spice. Yeah. He's just awesome. 
He has a sister. She's kind of bitchy. She's in the closet. Because if she's not being fed, then she's not having it. She's <laughs> hiding not, in the closet. She's not having it. I love it. So, yeah. All right. Well, hello, Mr. Spice. Hello, Mrs. Hool. <laughs> hello. I am so excited to chat with you. I know. Um, you and I, I feel like, have are very similar vibes, similar, like, energy. Um, mm-hmm. Our paths collided via Bespoke and Mooch. Yeah. Um, going to Monday morning training camp. That damn training camp. Do you go any other days? I have. Okay. But, you know, there's just something special about the Mooch. I know. Right. Shout I know. out to Mooch. Shout out to Mooch, I know. And shout out to Mooch on a Monday at 7 a.m. after <laughs> the weekend, which, you know, whatever you do on the weekend, whatever. But Monday is Monday, you mm-hmm. know, and you're like, damn, I'm up. Mm-hmm. But you feel so accomplished. Um, she, right? And she releases her podcast on Monday mornings, too. So there are mornings where I'm driving yeah. to Lyft with Mooch, listening to Mooch. Yeah. And then... She's also my coach. I have a call with her on Monday. Like, Literally, hey, it's hello. Mondays with Mooch. Yes. It's wild. I love it's it. It's great, though. Okay. We love it. Yeah. The way, that's the way I need to start my week. Yeah, totally. And then reinforce every time I go to training camp and I see your face Aww. and then our whole crew that I we know have going there. I know. It's yeah. amazing. I yeah. admittedly don't get to go the other days that it's all happening, but. I know. I can't. It's just, well, you know, both of us enjoying working out and all things fitness. It's like, how many classes a week can you do? Yeah. What part of my body hurts the most? And like, where am I going to like give my time? Yeah. So you try to balance it. But I love, I feel like strength training is a necessity. Yeah. You know, growing oh, yeah. up um, in the 90s with like step aerobics. Yes. Uh, but I'm not that old, guys, I promise. No. But seriously, you know, working at like Gold's Gym back in the day mm. in college for mm. the free membership. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like Thai bow and oh. step aerobics. And you're like, wait, it's ew, gross. You I know, the, ew, David. The 90s nuclear explosion of right. recorded and group fitness. No, but it's like total cardio. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what I was brought up with was just, like, kill yourself with cardio, <laughs> which I'm sure, like, a lot of people can resonate with because it's like, let me spend three hours in the gym doing the Stairmaster. Right. Remember the Stairmaster? Not the tre- not the stair tread, like the actual master. No, I actually, I do love the stair master, yeah. but there's a time and place for it. You like, you don't want to live on it. <laughs> the stair master and then, and then the gold's gym with the guys with like the stringer tees and like oh. the muscle milk and oh like uh, the hydro cut before they do. Oh. And those twisted tees. Hydroxy cut. Yes. yes. Yep. I was like, who, how is no one's heart exploding right now? Like, how are we all still alive? My, That's the bigger question. My high school ex-boyfriend was a wrestler and he lifted like that and it was crazy. Crazy. I was like, um, this is a lot. No, but the <laughs> weight room was always super scary. So at Gold's, like yeah. the girls kind of oh, did in the terrifying. machines. And I did yeah. like the abductor. <laughs> you do like the hamstring machine. And yes. You're like, I'm out of here. The hot girl machine. Yeah. So I feel yes. like lifting, I'm, I'm out of here. So like the lifting piece of it is so important. And I feel like it's um to have the bossing. <laughs> Just to circle community. it back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and after Just that. Just around the wagons. <laughs> lifting is very important. It's important. <laughs> well, because too, for, you know, for someone who has been like beat into her, like fitness, working out, used to run like crazy. I mean, like I have a, like eating disorders growing up, all the things. So mm. for me to like find a balance and, and also doing things you enjoy, yes. right? Like not making fitness a punishment, right? Yep. which, you know, is a whole other conversation, but mm-hmm. it's great. And I think we're so lucky now to have all these like awesome places and options in Boston, you know, to go, but also amazing instructors. I was just about to say amazing mentors and leaders that, yeah. yeah. 
because so. there's it's like it's so special when you this cat is so funny i can't i need to take a picture yeah oh my god spice how do you feel about the boston fitness scene no comment uh, no no comment oh my god i'm dead hello we have a cat upside down <laughs> paused in the air literally like begging for something but incredible you just want to be cute okay Editor's note, I had to take allergy pills before coming here. I am so allergic to cats. But I was like, no, we're going to do this. We can manage this. Well, and this a shout a out to, right, to Mike Hool, who, as I was telling Melissa coming in, I'm not a real cat mom. I'm a cool cat mom. Yeah. Mike likes to groom the cats on the kitchen table also. Oh, so okay. this cat generates a lot of fur flying around. I'm like, if you brush this cat today, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, my God. They live the life. Yeah. Girl. This is, this is literally the Aristocats. The con- this condo is Disneyland for adults. That's what we call it. So if anyone's <laughs> looking for a short-term so escape, come on over. Wait, need to go on a quick side tangent because I just discovered, because you just said Disneyland and it triggered this thought in my head. Have you seen, do you remember Dylan and Cole Sprouse? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you seen Cole Sprouse? I think it's Cole, yeah, Cole Sprouse's Instagram called like um, Camera Duels. No. And it's people taking pictures of him and he's taking a picture of them, taking a picture of him. Wait. It is the funniest fucking no. account I've ever seen. The The copy yeah. that he writes is genius. He should win awards for content. Like, they are so good. Yeah. Well, They're I have so to tell good. you. People are shameless. There's one. He got a picture of one lady. She, there's She Google searched Cole and Dylan Sprouse. It's a picture of all their faces. He's like, if you have to Google who I am, You're please like, don't if you take don't my picture. Know. Well, I have a baller story to tell about that. And yes. it's funny that that happened. So um, walking down Newberry Street, I was living in the heart of Boston, mm-hmm. love walking everywhere. Yeah. Um, Trevor Noah was performing in town and some dude did just that to Trevor Noah in the middle of a freaking like crosswalk crossing like Dartmouth and Boylston Mm. got his phone out went this close up to his face snapped a picture but Trevor also saw him do it ripped his phone out and like snapped a picture for the guy too he's like I love you know, um, so I'm like, yeah, damn. It was like, you you want your like nasty ass iPhone like in front of someone's face? Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with that picture? Correct. Actually. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh my God, Trevor Noah just like shamed and I saw it. I feel like I would do the same thing. It's yeah. kind of weird. Like, yeah. at least just be like, because then he has other ones where like he's getting on the subway and he looks down the platform and there's all of like, like in New York with all the, pil- the steel pillars kind yeah. of, there's no body. It's just hands and then oh, like, the camera. The yeah. He, it's just the the hands and the camera and the whole body is hidden behind the column and he's like ooh is it magic or is it like a a duelist in the in the oh wild or something it's God. so funny he calls them all duelists like they're doing a camera duel with each other like, like hamilton style duel it's oh so funny Girl. so yeah i think it's def- i think it's called dueling cameras or something look it up Everybody, okay, I will. Spark some joy in your I have life. Ho- I have some homework. Pa- I first told my <laughs> husband about it, and he was like, "What are you? Sh- the kid from Zach and Cody? Like, what the fuck are you?" Yeah, I was then, like, "No, listen to me." I was like, "Billy I'm Madison, read too, right?" Oh, um, is that um, the same? Big Daddy or Big Daddy? Yeah, yeah. When he was, yeah, like, um, yeah. And then Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was him. <laughs> so good. I love that movie. But they all. Um. So yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody should strength train. Everybody's going <laughs> circling back. <laughs> circling back we per my last back. email. Everyone back. should strength train. Oh my god. 
pillar. I've been told one. I have spaghetti brain sometimes, which um, is so. I like blacked out point. in the middle of a conversation <laughs> yesterday, and I had to be like, "Wait, what am I saying?" I'm like, "Maybe it's time for Prevagen or <laughs> ginkgo biloba, or like, what do the kids take these days?" No, I have no idea. Those apps that I get served ads for on Instagram, oh like you couldn't figure out this puzzle. And you know You're what like, sucks is I down right. I download the app, and you don't get where's that puzzle? There's no puzzle to be found. You give me other stupid bullshit. Because you get bamboozled. It's you literally mm-hmm. bait and switch. That's mm-hmm. illegal mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, I don't God. remember anything. It's, it's getting bad. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so. Yeah. What who else? are you, Megan? What else? <laughs> no. Oh, man. No. Uh, like, how long? Does anyone have five hours to, like, buckle up? No, like, I the know. Titanic movie is like. <laughs> um, no, but I want it to be more yeah. of, like, I feel like. Professional. I don't want this to be all about who you are professionally because I do feel like that is such a prominent part of a huge part of your life with coaching and what you do and just like so many facets of your life. However, mm-hmm. what I want to do know more so is just like yeah. all of the energy and the driving forces behind you. That's just one aspect of your life. You're yeah. also Megan, the wife, the cat mom, yeah. the fitness enthusiast, oh, the yeah. like all the things, the daughter, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Give us a little context on that. Who is she? Yeah. Well, to my she, core, What's her signature? Oh, yeah. What's your life signature? Oh, Megan man. Hall? I feel like I'm just this, like, master connector, energy connector, mm. people connector, someone who has always been acutely aware of her surroundings mm. and how to adapt, but also, like, affect, like, the energies around mm-hmm. me. So I think it started off very early on. I mean, I was always this, like, kid that wanted to be in service, right? Mm. So I was um, always, you know, looking, like, how can I help? How can I work? Like, how can yeah. I get a job? Like, how can I learn and be front-facing? And, you know, I think back in the the 90s, right, we didn't have social or phones mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, you know, played sports in high school. But then I was like, yeah, let me work. Let me get out there. So I've always, like, loved working and talking to people. And, Do you like, have siblings? I have three brothers but one of my brothers is an actual like full-blood brother from my mom and my dad who got divorced when we were young and I have two half brothers okay but the difference between it's a 13 and then an 18 year difference between me and then my half brother so okay remarriage where do you fall in the order so I'm the oldest and the only girl okay so all of this is making sense because I'm like I'm hearing all the things you're saying and Mm -hmm. I'm like also relating so deeply into Mm -hmm. like remembering like second grade where I told my teacher I'd be like I can stay after and help you redo the bulletin boards like stupid shit like that yeah and then also yeah same exact things I can can totally relate to that yeah yeah like and and I think and I found a book from when I was little what was my dream job waitress Cool. All right. Next. Moving on. Oh, I found I found my reports. My stepmom was like cleaning out the basement. She's like, can you go through some of these buckets from like the 80s? I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. so I went down. There's like precious moments. Do you remember precious moments? The little ceramic things? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was oh, also a collector those. of shit when I was cabinet. younger. Yeah. I had like 15 different like collections. So, <laughs> you know, those unicorns, um, no. those things that everyone steps on and you your foot breaks, like the little Legos? poly pockets thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, I've always Tamagotchis. loved cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this cat is actually killing me. Right I've now. got like a bunch of stuffed animals, like you name it. So I went down and I found this like eighth grade report of like, they made you write about three jobs that you were thinking about doing. Oh, my God. What were they? So one was like a lawyer, which to be fair, I love arguing with people and like pushing back yep. and like making my point. So fair. not terrible. Sometimes if I go on a binge watching suits, mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. I'm, Give me the LSATs. I'm ready. Just throw I'm ready. after my name it's uh, 
Um, and then the second was a, an accountant, which I would have been fired in day one because like oh. me and budgets and finance, I'm like, budget, that's cute. Is that a candy bar at CVS? Like mm, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, get me on that budget. Yeah. No, I, everyone would be bankrupt if they work with me. <laughs> and then the third was a marine biologist, which um, huh. my mom, I'm also obviously a lover of animals, but um, growing up, my parents got divorced. My mom moved to Cape Cod. Mm. So we were kids that just grew up on the beach. Love. Where and um in dennis oh, so we're like mayflower beach like okay. the bayside yep um when mayflower wasn't as crowded and like wild oh, as my. it is now i know i see all the the things every fourth <gasps> of july it's like mayhem there. it gets worse and worse i know what was it two years ago kids were literally having sex on this, the beach same this year too my circled people around them yes what yes <gasps> I know it's really sad because it really is I think when something that's really good gets out it just gets ruined I remember know? like yeah. I was just barely coming into the days of drinking like late high schoolish, whatever it was and we used to always rent in Dennis every summer for a week yeah every summer and the, every summer my parents would, they'd get the real estate magazines on the way home they'd be like we're buying we're buying they never bought then they finally did like almost 10 years ago now which is amazing but so it was like, I think probably 10 years ago then we'd go to Mayflower and people, you could have like kegs in the ocean and like, yeah. you just had red cups and it was fine though. It wasn't animalistic. It was, it was like Ooh. literally like yeah. tropical yeah. South. I don't know. That's yeah. what I think of, but it was totally fine. People were normal. People weren't fighting. People weren't fucking on the beach. No, that's ridiculous. Um, excuse me. I know. With like families, I mean, a Mayflower Who is known for you? such like a family beach. I know. I what was saying this to my best on? friend. Exactly. No, we were never as wild. Like we were wild, but like not that wild. You, right. 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 Yeah. We were wild in different ways. Correct. Like the fake IDs and trying, but we were just like trying to get into bars, right? right. We weren't like voyeuristic. Like wild, look at my naked not body. Wild, right? not reckless. Yeah. Ooh. Well, maybe mildly reckless, but not uh, right. Fl- not flagrantly reckless. Okay. No. So wild, but not flagrantly reckless. Yes. I could take that. That's yes. fine. That, yeah. would, that would hold up in court. Okay, yeah. so you were going to be a lawyer, marine biologist. You were down in the Cape. An accountant. Yep. Yeah, and down in the Cape. So um, with that, the ocean just always, like, spoke to me. I'm not love. afraid of it. I mm-hmm. love swimming. Um, you know, we the only time I get Mike in the ocean is I have to take him to, like, Miami. For some reason, he, like, loves <laughs> Miami. I'm like, really, Mike? What? Why? I have no idea. And, I mean, Mr. Miami, shout out. It's not terrible, but I'm just like, it's a vibe. And, Mr. Like, 305 to infinity. It's really not it's a world on fire. Are you kidding? Vibe. I don't know. I mean, he yells at me to get, like, $18 drinks in Boston. Everything in Miami is, like, $37. I'm oh. like, it's seven times more expensive and yeah. hotter, and you just love it. It's fine. <laughs> and he usually hates it. Because if you look at Mike, cool at the beach he's covered head to toe with like a blanket um a towel an umbrella like it it looks painful i'm like are you okay is everything all right so um you know we don't and or we go to hawaii and i'm like that's a whole nother thing but i'm like to get to these beaches now around us like it's really sad but i just Mm. i love the water i've always grown up in it Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where i started and then yeah, for me, like career wise, um, thinking, yes, did not turn out to be any of those things. <laughs> um, however, you know, I feel like I am in alignment with like service as I help people in terms of like finding jobs, help companies mm-hmm. find people for jobs, but really landed in luxury retail, mm. working at Louis Vuitton and, you know, kind of like continued on like that service front facing piece. But then on the other side of it, yeah, I mean, I'm a stone cold weirdo. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I like love like 
the universe and energies Mm -hmm. and crystals Mm -hmm. and and cat tarot cards and and moon salutations. Mm -hmm. And I leave my, if, if the crystals aren't left outside with my moon affirmations during a full moon, Michael like knows it's like not okay. So I've, I've texted him before. I'm like, can you put my crystals outside? (laughs) No, literally. I love that. We do. I do the same thing. I have a bay window at my house and it's basically my altar and I have them I leave them out to charge and all that. Yeah. I love that. Um, What's your sign? Virgo. Mm. But Mm. I'm, I, so I thought about this the other day. Um, cause you know, I, I love all my social channels and things I do too. But, um, so thinking about like content and things to post, I'm like, I see things posted about Virgo and some of it's true. I think I'm on the edge of Virgo Leo Virgo. So like Mm. I see the Leo lioness, like leader side of me, but the Virgo, like, type A organized, that's not me. I call myself a tornado Virgo. <laughs> so, like, so like I'm going to, like, on the outside, things are going to look she okay. She says that she's nodding, like, so confidently. Yeah, she's like, it's going to yeah, be okay, but don't look under that couch. Don't open yes. that closet. Because, I'm like, way. I'm going to show you how organized I am that yes. I want you to see organized. It's organized but, like, chaos. Right. 100%. So, I, I do feel like I'm this, like, tornado <laughs> Virgo where I'm not so, like, rigid. Yeah. But I do, like organized things but maybe just in like different ways like in terms of like communication or mm-hmm. work I don't know but not not like super efficiently organized yeah so I am kind That's of like fair. um like a cheater Virgo like you know some <laughs> things like align for me but like others don't but okay. yeah so that's my sign that's so interesting yeah I, I don't that. know do you know what the moon was on the night you were born or day you were born oh no but I, I feel like I've done the the birth birth chart oh yeah human design all that stuff so good yeah Yeah. i actually was talking to um erin claire jones and i think she's gonna come on she's (gasps) amazing and she's i'm a projector she's a projector so like i'm a generator love the stuff oh yeah yeah. okay Mm -hmm. love that um so there so there's that whimsical side of me yeah um and how long ago did you meet mike where did mike fall into all the mix of this yeah gosh it's been like 14 years um yeah coming into like a very organic kind of meeting situation. I mean, you're talking about 2009. So mm-hmm. no like d- dating apps really to know yeah. of back in the day, barely just getting used to the iPhone, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so met very organically in Newton Center, just <laughs> rando Whoa. on like a night out on January, cold night out where all, you know those days you just want to go out and like, if you're single, you, you like want to just wear sweatpants and eat mm-hmm. like buffalo chicken sandwiches and mm-hmm. like have sauce on your face and stuff. I was like that level that night. I'm um, <laughs> like, please, I hope nobody talks to me. Oh and Michael just winds up coming over. And uh, I get up to go to the bathroom and I came back and he was sitting in my seat talking to my friend um, mm-hmm. across the table. Because if you ask Mike, you always talk to the girl first that you don't like. And then you get in with her, oh, and then you talk to the strategy. So hashtag dating okay. advice. You're welcome. Okay. Anyone? I love that. That's talk to the one you. If it's a if it's a duo together, you go for the one initially that you you know you're maybe not so into, and then you slide into the, the psych major. Me is dying to do a case study on right? this. Right. Oh my god. Dying. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it was really cool. I mean, it was a slow burn relationship for us, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think like growing up. Um, again, like being in like some toxic relationships mm. and highly, highly like controlling, you know, borderline like abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it don't relate. Like, I know it <laughs> takes some time to like really flush out 
trust of like individuals and then i think you put this like crazy guard up where you're like no one's ever going to control me again don't tell me what to do and you're almost like angry yeah 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 for sure (laughs) you are angry yeah so um it's because you're you're grieving a state that you previously were you like thought that you were in this safe space and then now you feel unsafe so you're grieving yeah so it was really no i think like it was it's a good yin and yang like mm. we complement each other mm. well mike does do finance so thank god i have someone <laughs> who keeps me on a budget perfect um and you know enjoys all things fitness but you know after training camp or anything he always needs like 30 to 45 minutes to just like decompress i'm mm-hmm. like come on we gotta go he's like yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um but no, no but i love that yeah it's a good it's a good balance yeah for sure you have to have yeah. your own moments and your own things and 100 firmly believe that oh yeah and i'm just like he embraces like all the weird and the taylor swift songs <laughs> incredible he actually likes it i'm like are you like a 13 year old girl inside i think you are oh yeah God. yeah i love it he loves like all the pop songs like, i know this song but he knows no words to anything okay so are you a swifty I, I, I like Taylor Swift, okay. but I also like The Weeknd. Mm. Um, so I have this like very eclectic mix, Dynamic. like the 80s. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Very much like my personality. <laughs> There's a lot of different levels and layers in there. Depends on the day. I love that. I, I mean, yeah. it has to be a potpourri. I'm the same way. Yeah. Everything. I even like, I love like Sinatra, Dean Martin. Yeah. I'll go even that far back. It's yeah. just, it all depends on the vibe. Well, I feel like we grew up on music. Mm. Um, that you know for me getting my first like cd player remember like your first like big deal cd player and then um i remember like that christmas it was a cd player but then it had the two cassettes at the bottom so you could like record yeah like a stereo and you made the mixtape oh hell yeah I used to do that with like so. things on like when movies were on TV, I would record songs from movies. Like yeah. I did it for Bring It On. What else did I yeah. do it for? So many. Yeah. On a cassette. Right. So that, I mean, that's what we grew up with. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, I, there was no Netflix. There was no binge no. and chill. Um, you're like, get outside and play. When, or When the internet this. first came out, you would have the same thing with your phone. You would have to buy minutes for the internet. You remember yes. that? Yeah. I had to buy minutes for my phone. You'd have to like, dial into the internet and you'd have minutes on the internet. Yes. And you couldn't just spend hours on the internet. Like, no. And then the, you're in like the AI chat or the AOL chat. You're like, what's your smarter name? Smarter child. I'm like butterfly 862 or whatever. <laughs> no, I was not that. But I'm like, I love, and I love how sometimes if you see people, because I, I email people all day through work, but I love the people that are holding on. And I think the AOL email actually finally went away. Oh my God. But like true professionals, if yes. you're out there and you have like honey unicorn kitten at Gmail, like you maybe just want to like revisit that. Oh no. I thought you were going to go in the direction of people that still have AOL account on AOL emails. No, they do. But I've I don't seen think that they and I'm like, hell yeah. I don't, right. Do they not? I don't know. They I found another obsolete now. So the, just the more you know, you're welcome. <laughs> like, know. Change yeah. your old hotmail. Think, of, think <laughs> about your presence, your external awareness. But it's so hard. Oh it's like God. you're presenting um, like either a resume to a client or whatever. And you're like, yeah, like honey kitten unicorn. Mikey's like 62. <laughs> Mikey's baby. <laughs> Mikey's baby. They're going to think twice. <laughs> because in this day and age now, and especially what I do, it's like anyone sees your name resume whatever like what do you feel like the first thing people do now is google you right right. now that we don't have to use minutes and like dial up right right right. um there's full access so it's like what are you putting out there it's all part of your your personal brand Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so not to get like deep on the career side no no i think people know though it's a nice reminder yeah because also too and it's actually so funny with like oh what was that what happened 
kitty just jumped up. Yeah. I'm trying to pet him. He's very skitzy. Oh, not into it. It's a good dog. Oh, my dog can be like that too. Yeah. I'm like, do you, you know who I am? Right. I'm sitting right here. Right. We're okay. I feed you. You sleep on top of my <laughs> chest. It's fine. But you can be scared now. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me about, so I love, you have your podcast, Pivot with Purpose, mm-hmm. which um, I listened to a bit and I, again, we are aligned on so many different things. Mm-hmm. One of them is things happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And I was kind of like chuckling to myself on the way here because I, like I said to you, not only did I hit every red light, but every red light down here is 10 years long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I have basically have two options right now. I could just sit here and get so frustrated and so annoyed and be like, oh my God, I need just to just turn green. I need to get there. Like I'm already running late, whatever. I was like, or... I can just be like, you know what? Maybe I'm at this red light because up ahead there's about to be a like massive car accident or something right. that I'm not, I'm being held here for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, have you seen or read the poem by, Ru- is it Rumi? Yeah, Rumi about mm. everything being rib- rigged in your favor. No. It's, that's basically oh, the premise okay. of it is like, what if you lived your life as if everything was rigged in your right. favor? Even yeah. the shitty things. I truly believe that. Even like the really bad things. Because I, I also believe that. And mm. I feel like it sounds like you do too. You go through things where like in the moment you're like, what the actual mm-hmm. fuck like mm-hmm. i can't take anything else this mm-hmm. is this has to be rock bottom and then rock bottom falls out and you get deeper and you're like what the hell but then all of a sudden five six seven ten years later whatever you're like <laughs> that was because at the bottom of it there's actually a springboard and now i'm on like seven levels up from that for yeah. whatever reason in whatever aspect whether it's personal professional relationship whatever it all is all things but yeah 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 no i'm a huge believer because Oh, I think it's so hard. It's like you, you, we talk about too and see so much now this like generational trauma Mm. where like our parents went through a lot of stuff Mm. and you know, a lot of parents back in the day, I think my mom had me when she was like 23, 24. I mean, no 20, no, there's not many. Yeah. Like 23 or 24 year olds, like aggressively starting a family anymore. Right. Like there's just other priorities and whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think like growing up, like being single moms, maybe not having, you know, great parents. It's just like, you know, seeing a lot of like a victim set mentality, like in my own family of like, why is this happening to me? Everything bad happening. You know, you almost grow into being a parent of your parent at some point like I definitely am Mm. to both my parents Mm -hmm. um so you know I see that I'm like well first of all and you know you can't really go back and I am not here to like make my parents feel bad but it's like could you have done some things differently sure but Mm -hmm. this is the way that you know we kind of grew up so I see all those opportunities of like not getting down in the dumps but like okay this is a learning lesson and Mm -hmm. we're gonna learn and move on because I, I mean, I may not even be here right now if I didn't adapt that mindset at a very young age. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I spent five years full time living on the Cape after college mm. in like the heyday of the Cape. With, like you're talking about mm. late 90s or well, like early 2000s when it was like the club scene, the social. I and mean, what did you do there in the wintertime? Right. You just go out yeah, and right, party right. Mm-hmm. at all levels. Yeah. So, you know, being around a network of people too that are highly not aligned. Like, I feel like I was like the only one that had like five jobs, mm. you know? Cause even in that party mix, I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here. I can't sleep all day. You know, like I'm, I'm going to work. I'm on the mall. I'm was like waitressing at night. Yep. So it's like seeing also the people around you and then saying like, okay, this environment is no longer serving me. Yeah. 
and literally like escaping. Yep, yep. Um, you know, but I think if I had stayed or just been complacent of like, oh, well, this is life and this is who I'm meant to be around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I've always wanted like bigger and more for myself. And again, I think it just comes from that awareness as a small kid of seeing things around me and being like, that's not okay. And right. I don't want to be like that. Right. So no, I totally agree. <clears throat> and I, I had, I feel like a similar experience. And again, this is not to like bash my parents, whatever. And yeah. even through like therapy and coaching and other things I've learned, like all parents do the best that they can with what they, what have, they have at the time. Like a hundred percent that someone said that to me and I was like, I know. And you're right. And yeah. like, and again, looking at it on generational levels, mm -hmm. like my grandmother was a functioning alcoholic. All of my aunts and uncles have like admitted that, said that mm -hmm. everybody's acknowledged it. And like she was doing the best she could that she got like she was doing the best that she could. It yeah. wasn't like I don't know. She was there was nothing malicious about it. Same thing with anything that would happen with like my parents. And like I know you talk a lot about like checking boxes and feeling you not feeling like you have to check boxes of like this is what everybody does. You go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, you wanna go get your MBA, you wanna start a family, you wanna do like yeah. there's this like pre prescribed, like maybe it's the common thread of what the majority of people do. But like when that ever dawned on me of like, wow, I didn't actually have to do that. Like it's yeah. my husband and I talk about it a lot because both of <clears> us <throat> in theory and again, 100 percent just going to throw it out there. It's the last time I'm going to say it. Yeah. Not knocking my parents. However, mo both my husband and I should have gone to a trade school. I should have gone to cosmetology school. He should have gone to school for construction right out of high school. Yeah. We like look at our friends that are in the trades and everything and how what they're doing. They're thriving. They're loving it. Mm -hmm. They're being able they're able to be creative, whatever. Plus, and that's yeah. just us. Like, yeah. I'm not saying this is everybody's case, yeah. but we both went to a four year college. I actually in high school would was, was taking up and I like laugh thinking about it. But now I think back, I'm like kind of good for you, Melissa, for going for this. I auditioned for um, Barbizon, the modeling Sick. talent school, whatever. Yeah. Got in, did it for six months, loved it. They sent me to this like to the IMAT audition, like international modeling and talent awesome. convention, something. Yeah. I got picked for it, but then my parents sat me down at the kitchen and it was going to cost like we didn't come from like crazy good means. We were very middle, Same. middle, middle, middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like the fat farms with the backwards peas on them. Like never had real fat farms. So I was shopping at all the Kmarts and the yeah. Caldors and <laughs> yes. yeah, you're like Lululemon. The, the fact that no. my nieces who are like 14 wear Lululemon, I no. was like, girl, wild. No, I even now like I hardly no. buy Lulu, but they sat me down basically and they were like, you need to choose between this or like we have certain money set aside for you from college. If you're going to this, you're taking away from that. So you need to make a decision. I was like four, 15, 16 at the time. Oh, I didn't freaking know. But like, again, now looking at back, I'm like, wow, I probably kind of should have done that because after college I started doing makeup and I worked, started working more in beauty and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's just interesting how things twist and turn. And I'm not saying I regret where I am right now. It's like, I'm super interested of where of where I've landed I don't know yeah. if that sentence made sense but yeah. yeah so I just think um I love that you reinforce that and you help people to stop thinking in that one set mind of like these are the boxes this is the order oh god do it now yeah. do it quick then you yeah. retire at 65 you hopefully have enough money saved and see you later I don't know yeah. like as a tornado so boring <laughs> no as a tornado Virgo you try to try to, box try to be boring baby try to put baby in that box I'm like nobody's putting me in a box and I like nobody puts a tornado Virgo in a corner no. and I think I like to my core like fight that and like truly embrace it and 
Hmm. You know, I just talked about this yesterday in a post where, you know, I feel like we've also become a world that's just like so judgy Mm -hmm. of people's like actions and what they're doing and like not doing and like making assumptions because you're watching what like some Instagram story of what people choose to share with you. Yeah. And like, oh, well, they're like messed up or they must have some shit going on. And I'm like, you never know what people are dealing with behind the scenes. You never know, you know, kind of in the moment, like what people and like why they're willing to share. So let's take a breath. Yeah. But then also you know, talking about not checking the boxes. I mean, I'm 43 year old childless woman who's done whatever the hell she's wanted to do whole life. Like I mm-hmm. probably am judged up and down. Mm-hmm. And I know I think in, in certain circles and families where people do have kids, you know, you feel like that, like, oh, well, am I not enough of a woman? Cause I don't have a child. And I'm like, but I also feel like I've been raising myself mm-hmm. and like other people my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not the same. I didn't get physical birth to people no but it's but a the nurturing. empathy and the yeah. nurturing and the compassion like i mean i feel like i have thousands of children all over because like i'm the that service right mm-hmm. and in coaching and recruiting um totally. where i truly want the best for people and i want to see people want the best for themselves too yeah and you know now i'm my parents as children my husband's my child no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, i have no. two cats but you know i'm like let's stop judging people and mm-hmm. their choices totally. because you know people could sit back and you know judge all the things that you're doing and decisions you're making so i feel like collectively it's just exhausting right now yeah to feel like you're like constantly on the defense mm-hmm. about like what you're doing in life and i think that was one of the biggest things i had to like let go of yeah. is like I just felt like I always had to over explain growing up like oh why I don't have kids or like why we're waiting I mean there was a point between 30 and 40 where I had nine surgeries in like 10 years right so to a couple major ones one where I had a near-death experience which we can go you know so I just feel like again God sends you the universe sends you whatever sends you that maybe this isn't your path and at some point you embrace it and then you just have to freaking own it yeah because people can question me but I'm like judge me I dare you yeah 100% right there have been like uh, millions of multitudes of sequences of decisions and actions that have led me to where I'm at right now I know you're seeing like I love when people put up illustrations of like the iceberg type of thing where it's like yeah you see where this is right now but built upon that is like so much yeah. good bad yeah indifferent ugly all of it like right and we all 100%. have our past so it's like cool like right. I, i'm happy for you be happy for the people that you see like trying right. to live a nice life and like mm-hmm. keep everything in order in a world today that's chaotic yeah like we're just doing our best right we're still all just doing our best i know 100 <laughs> percent. you know no and i think it's like i don't know i feel like obviously people who have gone through really hard shit like recognize that within other people too like you can tell a certain type of resilience in people yes but and so it gets hard when like if you have people that and it's no fault of of their own but they don't have a context of like Mm -hmm. either how life is short or just like how how ripple effects work and things like that your self-awareness I don't know just so many things it's like I I love when when people can be that compassionate and can understand and take a second to be like, you know what? Like Mm -hmm. I joke around saying like the Starbucks barista, like didn't mess up my latte on purpose today. Like wasn't like, you know what, Melissa, actually fuck you. You're not getting this, uh, shaken, whatever the hell bullshit I order, but (laughs) (laughs) like no coffee. Maybe they literally are struggling with anxiety or something, had insomnia all night, couldn't sleep. And they're like, shit, I have to go to work. They get to work. They have wicked brain fog. They can't put their shit together. I've been that person. I was a bank teller. Like, trying to either count money or whatever it is. We've all had those days. So it's just like, 
someone once said to me, always assume positive intent. And it's like, you have to, and mm-hmm. you've posted about that recently. Mm-hmm. I think we DM'd about it. It's mm-hmm. like, always assume that like someone has a good intention. Not everybody's out to get you. I promise. I know. Like, I, I wish almost that they, I could tell you that they were, and then your anger could be validated, right, but like, right. they're not, it's obviously not all about you. Like no. there's other shit going on in people's lives. hundred percent. And I've used an example of like, yeah. someone could wear, like, you could have worn this outfit on Monday. And if you held a gun to my head, I couldn't even tell you like, yep, this is what you wore on Monday. Right. Like, yeah. so if you were conscious of like, oh shit, I've worn this outfit two days in a row this week. Everybody's going to notice. I guarantee Nobody you, yeah. nobody's taking those notes unless you maybe are. Then are you doing that? Because then that's when you're going to start to think other people are doing it too. Are you making note of like, oh my God, she wore that on Monday. Like if yeah. you don't give a fuck, people don't give a fuck. No. It's the energy. It's a reciprocal thing. Yep. So yeah, we all have a story. Embrace it. Live your damn life. Yeah. Be happy. <laughs> Be a nice human. Like yeah. it's just not that hard, but it's hard. It's hard for people. It's some hard. people. I know. It's hard. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the toxic, the toxic positivity. I mean, I definitely have a very positive side where I think initially anyone that meets me is like, oh my God, you have such great energy. And I'm like, I do. But then I'm definitely very human. Yeah. Wherein, you know, like I can get serious and mad and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm an optimist with a side of realist. Like I was telling Mike this last night, like sit next to me. And I'm absolutely not the person that's going to go with the flow and tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm, as Mike says, like, you're yeah. always like facts. I'm like, yes, I'm going to tell you the facts of the yeah. situation no, because you got to see things for like what they are. And I think, you know, if we live in this bubble of like, it's fine, everything's going to be fine. Um, you know, like uh, someone treating me th- th- like and abusing me at work, it's fine. I'm like, it's not no. fine. Like you have to see the reality and like try to figure out solutions. I mean, it's very like, the coach in me yeah um but at the end of the day like i just i'm like let's just have like real conversations people like mm-hmm. not sweeping things under the rug say what you mean me what you say mm-hmm. show up authentically and it took me a long time to get to that point i must say as like a people pleaser like yeah. mentality and just like you know being that young child in a divorced family i think the oldest you tend to like want to be that golden child and mm-hmm. like do all the right things and never mess up mm-hmm which you know again like I think came in the control with like eating disorders and things of just like being like perfect yeah um but no one's perfect and perfect is boring as like the Ted Lasso you know meme says so it's just like so live your life own your story and just see the reality in things like get out of the yeah the cloud but um at so many different levels it's hard there's a lot of people working through a lot of things a lot of limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and um I don't know uh, the the coaching and everything that I've been through God the past three years I think has really like changed my life like getting into programs going through coaching, coaching myself for yourself and coaching and now mm. coaching others yeah. um so I feel like over the past three years you know coming out of the pandemic I feel like my voice is even stronger mm. and there's just so much more to do yes. you know yeah I love and that. it's exciting it's so exciting mm-hmm. yes yeah. how yeah. Have you had coaches for a long time yourself? No. I mean, literally, uh, gosh, what was it like April 2020? No one wants to go back to that. But, yeah. you know, kind of in my world where I'm in retail and luxury and service, like like anything, like any like service front facing business, we're shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, OK, here's a moment from the universe. And yeah. that January 2020 that, um, you know, started the year, I actually had like a, a reading also with like a medium Mm. um that's like you know you're going you're going to go through big changes so i remember this post i posted 
um, in February 2020, like right before everything started shut down, where I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change the world. And then everything <laughs> shut down. And you're like, oh, just kidding. Right. I feel like we all had big goals at the start of that year yeah. for, for whatever reason. I yeah. mean, every new year is a new, new year, we new year. We need a collective gut check. You know, but um, it was a point where I saw it as my sign to mm. say, Megan, here is a moment of pause where you can shift your focus from here and maybe thinking about how you can impact more people on a bigger level beyond just recruiting. Mm. But I know I had some stuff to work through. Yeah. Um, you know, I think grinding in, you know, now I've been in my recruiting agency role for like 12 years. Mm. Um, but you grind, you go through the motions, you know, you kind of work with, we've all been like a remote team. So, you know, you kind of like work within, I don't know this, like this energy of like, well, I'm doing all the things and I should be recognized. I, I, can, I feel like I had like a little bit of a, an ego significance mm -hmm. thing I had to work through where at the end of the day, like it's not about like it can't be about me. I think everything you need to do has to come from like a source of love and like, you know, this great place. So I'm like, whoa, if I want to get to here, I got to get through this yeah. first. And I remember jumping on a webinar everybody doing webinars like doing my webinar um with this woman her name is coach karen and um the, immediately started talking about cycling and spitting and cats and i'm like okay yeah here's my person um so i went through a program and then i actually got a coaching accreditation hmm. so i spent um 16 weeks hmm. working through world coaching institute the icf Amazing. master coaching program so that like i had the foundational training yeah where i could set up my own business so i opened an llc you know and now you know all the things i'm doing but yeah. it, the podcast just everything i'm like collectively you got to put your feet to the flame see the opportunity and that was my time to grasp it and here i am like three years later yeah. You know, love that. right? Almost four. It's yes. crazy. So you just fucking went for it. I love yeah. that. I, I feel like everybody needs a coach. I'm not just like oh, trying yeah. to sell services, but I'm telling you right now, um, mm -hmm. I think that if you're trying to build something and navigate a meaningful life change, like having an unbiased, non judgmental support person that can help you action your goals and, and put your feet to the flame a bit mm -hmm. that's not a family member mm -hmm. that's not somebody that's gonna be like you should be doing this and it's not a therapist right it's not a therapist because coaching there, is not therapy no we're not talking about the past we're talking about the here and now yep and like and how we get forward. there yep. right yep. so um yeah it was it was awesome and i am so grateful for all the things that are, you know, coming my way from like putting myself in a different space, yes. right? Like having diversifiers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you find a lot with, I mean, I, at least I have recently and I don't, I feel like this could be similar for you, like making, leaning into what's aligned and making space for other things. And then just kind of like sitting and being like, not necessarily looking for other things, but just making the space for it. And then just being like, Oh shit, mm -hmm. like this popped up. But mm -hmm. like, there's been certain times for me where I'm like a hundred thousand percent this would have never come if I didn't cut something else loose or a relationship or whether mm -hmm. it's like someone entered your life after mm -hmm. you ended a friendship or a relationship with someone else or a job or I don't know, you mm -hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. how you kind of, I mean, could be like a hair, could be like plant. You got to do a little trimming, get a little growth. Right. I think my big thing was like, you know, Boston collectively to its core is a small city. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm hmm. And I think being in the fitness community, not teaching, because nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> Did you know? Play to your strength. As a side yeah. note for context, yeah. I didn't realize that the Dallas-Fort Worth general area, there's more that 
their population is higher than the entire state of Massachusetts. Oh, really? Wild. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Every, so anyway, so Boston's bigger in Texas. Boston is know, high, I guess I know. how it goes. But, but Boston <laughs> is highly densely populated. It's densely yes. populated, but I feel like in running in the certain circles, and I think fitness is like a big medium oh, a to like connect everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, I think me pushing myself out of this bubble that I was in from like a friend's point of view and, you know, just trying new things, like trying new classes, like starting to like talk to people, like mm -hmm. letting people in, you know, it's, it's hard to make friends as you get older. Totally. Um, but I feel like I also in high school was the kid who was like friends with like everybody. Like I was never mm -hmm. in like cliques or, I mean, that was a thing back yeah. in the day. I mean, it probably is still now, but like yeah. I played sports, I played like lacrosse and like mm -hmm. field hockey and, you know, then did theater. I was just like, let me do all the things. So yeah. I feel like relatability wise, like I just love getting to know people. I mean, that's my world, but I think it, it really, the changes for me started to happen when I, I started to expand my like network a bit right mm -hmm. and that fear based of like oh well so-and-so is this like big person in boston or this big instructor like they're not going to want to talk to me or they're like who am i in class you know but going up and like be like hey like i love what you do like yeah. thank you so much for inspiring me and like you start to organically build these relationships which i feel like once you start to know people that, that know people then the opportunities to like things have really popped up and then you know i think the biggest thing now like you having the podcast platform to have an opportunity to like invite people in for conversations mm -hmm. and that's open up bigger things and doing these like in-person events now and like yeah. speaking and I'm um, hoping to do like a big fun event in September. Yes. Um, I, yeah. You just start like opening these little doors, but I think you also have to be like clear on your goals. Right. Yeah. So I knew my goal was like expansion. Mm hmm right? Like, how do I do that? And how can I also in that help raise other people's voices as well? I mm. mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. So it's been this like evolution, but I think just opening my network, I'm like, gosh, I just, I love the connections that I have right now. I'm so appreciative of everyone's like support. And I'm like, what can I do for you Yeah, <laughs> as that person? Well, no, know? because I think you recognize so. too, like I said, it's all reciprocal energy. Mm -hmm. It's like, it truly is what you put out you get back yeah. on every level, yes. even just like the most minute level. Yeah. I was talking to someone um, either earlier today or yesterday at some point this week about, well, like when you're growing plants, if you say like positive things to them, like they did scientific studies. Yeah. Some plants were raised the exact same light, water, conditions, everything. Half of them were spoken to like, you go little buddy, like you got this, grow, grow, yeah. grow, like positive Aww. tones and words and mm -hmm. whatever. And then the other ones were like yelled at, talked down to, oh, and said negative things. Oh, and the, no. the positive ones flourished really? and the negative ones were wilty and Aww. sad. And it's like all that, that was sad. different were like the words and the energy yeah. that you were, they were putting into both of them. So it's yeah. like Aww. when you're putting that out, like you're going to get back. And I've noticed the same thing. Like mm -hmm. you start to notice like you're surrounding yourself with more and more people that are, but that are aligned with you. But the only reason that you know that is because you're clear on what you mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. are aligned on. What are your principal values? What are the things that are like non-negotiables of like, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah. And then once you can stand firm in that, it's like real recognize real right. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. You find it. And you just start I to. Know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Because I just, you know, I think just growing up and like the party and the club scene, you have you're just exhausted by party friends oh my like i'm God. good that life Girl, again like how am i alive who knows seriously who knows i wish you could time. do like a body scan of your interiors when you live that life it's like the rb cobwebs in there <laughs> i know 
I know it's but. just too easy. And again, you're you're on the Cape, and then like you yeah. get to know all the people, and then in the summertime, all those bars are like VIP. Come on in. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, Trader Ed's. You know, remember oh. Trader Ed's? Oh yeah, we all Trader Ed's is on the shit list now, though. Their owner was like super mean to someone on video recently, oh, like really? all over social media. Yeah, it was oh, bad. No. So. That's I sad. Know. I, know. I mean, it's like a nice little like. It's a great spot. Marina. I know. Situation. I know. Um, but no, I, I feel like I'm grateful, but I also know to get to this point, I had to do a lot of work. Right. Mm. So it's like that lucky mm-hmm. girl syndrome. That's not me. I'm Mm-mm. lucky in certain Mm-mm. ways, but I create my own luck and opportunities. Yeah. And you're right. Like I sit in gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. I know that everything isn't always going to perfectly work out. And I think it's so dangerous that, and there are, and I work through this with so many people in coaching, like you cannot tie an emotional reaction to an outcome, especially if it's something you can't control. Mm. Like if I lose weight, I'm going to feel this. Or if I get this job, I'm going to feel this. Or right. if this happens to me, I'm going to feel this. It's like, you're going to be okay if it happens or not mm-hmm. and like we need to like learn how to control those reactions because I like ride the highs and lows and I mean my recruiting business is either like yeah you're doing amazing or no you're a piece of shit so I'm like okay <laughs> I mean that's like a lot of energy to like man manufacture in itself so I just feel like um creating opportunities for yourself getting out of your own way cutting out all those limiting beliefs of like, I'm not good enough for that opportunity. No, so-and-so doesn't want to talk to me. Like I'll, yeah. I'll never be able to do that. I'm not qualified. Like you are, you but are. how are you ever going to know unless you like go out there and try or do it or talk to somebody, you'll right. be so surprised. hundred percent. So couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think it's funny too. Like you, I, I don't know what clicked in my brain or even when it happened or I realized it, but like everybody is a real human being. Yeah. Whether it's like literally Brad Pitt yes. or like, we all put our Anybody. pants on one leg at a time. Literally, That's we all, yeah, we all yep. piss and shit in yeah. the toilet. Like, right. maybe if you're lucky, if you got indoor plumbing. Like, right. <laughs> stay grateful. I don't know. Unless you're, like, like in the Chinatown bar. It's, like, at 2 a.m. on, like, a Saturday. And you're, like, this event looks God. great. Like, yeah. let me just take this Stop. chance. Oh, my God. But literally. So, it's, like, yeah. it only takes you realizing that and, like, having conversations conversations with people that you yourself in your mind have put up on this pedestal of like oh my god that is that's Megan Hool she has this podcast and she's a coach and oh my god like should I go say hi yeah go say hi energy which can be intimidating true 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 true. but But not just me in general no but I just anybody whether it's like and like Jesse Itzler Sarah Bleakley's husband she the one she owns Spanx He's an entrepreneur and everything too. And that's one of the biggest things that he preaches is create your own luck. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is opening your goddamn mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) and having Mm -hmm. conversations with people, meeting Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. seeing to your point, what dots you can connect for people. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're of no service to that person, you probably know someone who could help support whatever they're doing and help get them on the right path or help push them down the path. So um, I think that that's like, it's so important for people to just be like, don't like, don't hold yourself back and not say something or do something because you're like, that person is either above me or better than me or whatever, like including either at work, like have conversations with people that are above your head. If you need to, if you need to advocate for yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, or if you have an idea, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. So Mm -hmm. I just think I hear from so many people of like in the weirdest context of conversations, it's just like, Oh wow. Like you've talked to so-and-so or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, Yeah. They're they're a human being. Yeah. I know. And I feel like working in the world of luxury, like helping a lot of like that's tough though because that is an ego world of like Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you can't talk to me like that. Like 
Floyd, Floyd, human being. Floyd Mayweather's um, crew that comes in. It was like, yo, can I get some water? I'm like, <laughs> yo, first of all, my name is Megan. Nice I to Megan. meet you. <laughs> like, no, and I'm not giving you water. But um, it's funny. I know I have a funny story about, like, I just, I've never been shook. Yeah. by, I guess, the quote-unquote famous, because gr- kind of growing up in that space. But um, getting out of college, I used to nanny for a family that had a house on Mayflower Beach. Mm. And one of their sister-in-laws was married to Steven Tyler at the time from Aerosmith. Mm. And I remember them saying, like, oh, you know, like, Stephen may come and, like, come for the day and, like, swim the beach at any given point. I'm like, fine. Yeah. So I'm just like chilling, like the baby sleeping, whatever. I look to my side and like through the mirror, through the window going, you know, past the kitchen, all you see is like lips oh, no. <laughs> and then the hair. As and then I was like, shadow. oh my God. Yeah. So I like run upstairs to the balcony. Um, and this is kind of the only time I've been like starstruck, I guess, but it was in like this like controllable environment mm. where I'm like, call my mom and she's like, oh, I can hear his voice. I'm like, oh my God, Steven's time those stairs. Oh so you like go downstairs and, um. He's got this, like, huge, like, diamond-crusted, like, Aerosmith belt, like, no shirt on, four pounds, soaking wet, (laughs) strips down into a Speedo, right? Um, Probably very recognizable human. um, Goes on to Mayflower Beach, like, with his son, who was very young at the time, I think Taj or something. Mm. And, um, you know, he was just chilling. He's like, yeah, I'm Steven. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Um, but just like, yeah, I'm from upstate New York. You're from upstate New York. I'm like, yeah. So really having all these like connections. I'm like, yeah, yeah I've had hit albums too. No, but, um, but he goes <laughs> yeah. down to the beach and then all these like beach people like start to follow Swarm him, him, like back up the thing. And like the, the uh, family I was nannying for, they like love his story. I, like get up there and was like using my big girl voice. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is private property. Oh. Like you cannot follow. <laughs> Steven Tyler is in the shower. Okay. He doesn't want to hang out with you. But I remember there was a picture then that came out in us weekly like some pop or pep or paparazzi or whatever like yeah. got a photo of him and like put him must weekend like oh, I was there oh for my that. God. i know it's so funny but i feel like that's like when you start yeah you kind of like i don't know somebody breaks that cycle for you of like there yeah. you can't talk to somebody and i'm like you can talk to anybody you can talk to anybody so there's my steven tyler story that i like love to tell because he's like a pretty big um like my mom's deal-ish. my mom's best friend yeah. was his nutritionist for a period of time yeah she lived in marshfield yeah and would oh go yeah and see him yeah so he would come crazy. into like louis and like you know then we're like hey steven they're he's like, also just time. like he's just he's a lot like he's a lot he i'm sure he's a lot <laughs> energy wise but then you just literally look at him big lips big hair just everything about it other than like you said his weight too like, i love it no he's just so t- he's like tiny and he's like, just this like larger than my figure like, yeah, yeah yeah i love it oh my god but he's just so cool and you're like okay like celebrities they're just they're just like us no they literally <laughs> literally they're just like us. like the, those like um also us weekly photos yeah. of like people pushing shopping carts i have a few of those pictures that i like created on instagram <laughs> where it's like me pushing like a bunch of charcuterie like down newbury street in like high heels i'm like celebrities they're just like us. Oh i know who am i you got to make no, your own stage people absolutely. no one's freaking gonna put you on stage so do it yourself this, yourself you know like Every, yeah. This is all a simulation. This is all none of it's real. No. Like, <laughs> no. And if you don't, like I, I will tell you, it's just like if you don't celebrate yourself, also like no one's going to no. as well. So you know, for all the things of like, oh, don't be like braggy and like cocky. There's no. definitely a way where you can, yes, overdo it. But I think at the end of the day, like clap for yourself like mm-hmm. be proud of your achievements mm-hmm. like um i had a birthday ride last year with mooch mm-hmm. showed up wearing a crown a goddamn yes. crown and i wore it the whole time yes and we had we popped confetti outside it was safe yes. everybody but it's just <laughs> like mooch was like yeah girl i'm like yeah show up and you gotta celebrate yourself 100%. and wear that crown yep 
and be proud of like mm-hmm. surviving and coming to this point. Absolutely. You know, I, I do an exercise with a lot of my coaching clients where I make them go through this like 10 year journey mapping. So mm. I think we forget, we forget we the do. things that we've gone through because there's things that then happen and negate it. And I was like, well, we've come a long way. And that I feel was like my you first really podcast proud. episode was my like basically last decade journey. Yeah. That's yeah. so important. I love that yeah. you do that with them. I do. So what are some of the biggest things that come out of that? Like people do forget. I do. I think it's like, you know, milestones like in life, whether it's like breaking a toxic cycle, a toxic Mm. relationship, Mm. um, you know, making a job move um, out of a a toxic environment, like recognizing like I think it's a lot of relationship things. You know, a lot of people also that have had kids Mm. that then, you know, I work with a lot of moms that were out of the workforce that then like don't feel worthy to like get back into it because they've mm. been out for so long and I was like but wait you were like a CEO you were of Tory Burch like yeah. what no you're you're yeah. still qualified yes. but I think you know they get in their head of like well I can't be this because I'm that I'm like you can be this and that yeah right yeah so it's a lot of this like I think like highlight moments in their lives where I'm like, you should be proud. Like you should be proud. You bought a house. Like you got through this, you got through that trauma. You had kids like congratulate, mm. you know, congratulate yourself. And Absolutely. here you are now. And, and don't shame yourself for like not being where you think you should be no. because you've already been here. This is where you want to go. How do you get there? But you have to have a target. Like as everybody says, you can't hit a target. You can't see. Right. So it's like, what's next? But I think people don't realize and map out that journey for themselves. It's out of sight, out of mind. Totally. You know, so I was just honestly thinking about this within the last 24 hours of the whole concept of ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. on like so many levels of just like, I don't know, there was a few different reasons I was thinking about. So that's crazy. You just said that. Yeah. It was feeding into what our topics were. We're aligned, girl. Um, (laughs) I was also going to ask, like, so you you have all these clients. How do you, is there anything that you do to try to like energetically not divide yourself, but like you got to like, when I was doing during the pandemic, I did like a intuition alignment training and I got like, I think everybody's psychic medium. Some people, it's like a radio. You yes. can turn it up. You can turn yep. it down. Some people turn the radio off. Yeah. I did this like whole training to basically crank the radio to full volume. So I was doing awesome. readings and stuff. But energetically, like you have to, be, I myself would have to ground myself meditation before to settle in. Then they come on. I have to ask permission for their guides. Like mm-hmm. it's this whole process. Then mm-hmm. you're a conduit of energy. Mm-hmm. Once the reading's over, you close off that conduit. But then you also then have to like close out your energy field, cleanse yourself of their energy. Like, do you go through anything and all of that? Or <laughs> yeah. I know your face. But you're like, Whoa. I mean, I love that. I readings like, were a lot. Love that. It's a lot. I give you a lot of credit. And and also too, if you were watching a show like Therapist too, I'm like, mm. God, how mm-hmm. do people like dissociate? Yes. No, hundred percent. Um, but for me. Yes. Like, I think, again, like growing up with a lot of victim mindset, like I quickly see those people and I and I do like a good process of like taking on clients like, you know, I want to make sure it's always a good match. Mm. Um, And I think working with anyone as a coach, like, you know, like you can't tie whatever outcome like that client is going to be with like the value that you bring, because like it's yeah. on them yep. to action that. Right. right? So. But there's certainly people that show up and like, it's a highly, the thing is, is like everything I do in my work and career is highly emotional Mm -hmm. and it's people dealing with money Mm -hmm. and rejection. Yes. 
and those and or and then trying to potentially pivot out of like a bad situation or unemployed you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's they're already on this like highly emotional level where i i have to and i've learned to like help them like level set that energy you know through the work that we do together Mm. but at the end of the day for me i just think i um i've learned how to compartmentalize and dissociate a bit and then know like listen, I'm, I'm giving you all the tools to like help you. If you can't get there again, that's on you. So mm-hmm. I've really had to like just separate it and I hold space for people. But then I think in then my personal life, it, it's, it gets a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you had like a highly reactive day where everyone's like, you can't do anything right. And mm-hmm. then you try not to like bring that energy home. Um, you know, but I feel like I do a good job where you just have to like understand like whatever people are going through, it's not about, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Like it's about them. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean all that medium things like God bless you. But <laughs> for me, I've just like, you know, you kind of shut it down, but I, I make sure that we leave with like a good energy of like, how are you feeling? You know, mm-hmm. like, what are you excited about in the session? And, and you yeah. always see like people kind of like coming out of the zoom, like, okay, I feel so great. I'm like, keep carrying on that energy, but not yeah. everybody is hardwired like that. No right. way. There's not a million of, of me like running like you know yeah. you don't you don't really want that high energy all the time but then for me sometimes I need to take a minute which is that extra introvert of me and if anyone ha- follows me on Instagram or see like I like love a good floor lay like I just mm. honestly just lay on the floor I'm like oh yes. nobody talked to me legs up 100% I love that <laughs> no definitely I like no one talked to me um but fitness I find is a good Hmm. release you know I think then if like you've had a really crazy energetic day like go do something that makes you feel good yeah right yeah totally no and it's interesting the rolling into the fitness because I was also going to say I was talking to you know Alyssa Panozzi Mm -hmm. so we were talking about this a couple weeks ago yeah um because as fitness instructors people tell you a lot about their life like you could literally just be like how's your day and it's It's just yeah which is fine like I am fully aware that that is part of my role and part of who I am in part in people's lives you're getting Megan Moles coming off from a bad day of work (laughs) and no one's asking them how are you doing and then you get to the fitness and you're like this is how their day was you're like oh I'm sorry I asked and that's how it happened no but I mean but it's but again I'm I know that I am responsible for holding some sort of space for that. Like mm-hmm. how much energy I give into it is at my discretion, whatever. Yes. But Alyssa and I were talking about yeah. like how it's a real struggle when there's things going on in our personal lives. And we have to kind of like in the same way, compartmentalize, put yes. it on a shelf and then go and be this person yes. for other people. Even when on the inside, you're like, Oh, all I can fucking think about right now is like the shit that I have to deal with on the outside. So like, Oh yeah, it's kind of crazy. You do. I don't know if it's a crazy, like, um, sociopathic tendency or something it is it's Jekyll and Hyde no I I literally had like an offer and like all this like stuff fall through right before soul psycho class and like to have the thoughts running through my head in an actual soul psycho class I'm like somebody would commit me right now if they knew what I was thinking yeah no (laughs) so sometimes you can't and you even like try to like Mm -hmm. do something that can you know make you feel a little bit better but at the end of the day you're human so the amount of times I've cried in spin classes like sobbed well like music too like (laughs) doing a push-up about to slam my face into the thing and just like wiping snot from my face like ugly crying you just get in there and you work it out i know feel like you can't cry in like a boxing class 
No. You could cry in a dark spin class. Crying yeah. in a maybe a bar class, luxury class, probably also not okay. I'm yeah. I think I cried in a yoga class in a shavasana maybe once. A little tear. Just yeah. roll down the cheek. Oh, single yeah. tear. D- definitely. But imagine just being so angry and mad in a boxing class. You're hitting the bag and you're just crying. I, as an instructor, I don't know well, what I would do. No, for me, I mean, I think, and I find myself too, and it's like, you know, I was telling you today, like I hate running on a treadmill and yeah. I'm like so scared of falling. Yeah. But then... I start tricking myself that I'm going to fall and then this anxiety comes in and then I start to get, I like have panic attacks. You trick yourself that you're going to fall? Yeah. I'm like, don't fall, Megan. Don't <gasps> fall, you idiot. Like you should hear. I'm like, I'm telling you, that's why I'm retired from, I know. I you know. You can't say things like right? that. Come because on. then I, I know how you powerful know like biatch I am to manifest shit. Like come to me if you want, need help manifesting. But I'm like, don't say those words out loud because it will come true. So I, I think for me with the boxing, to, to start to get aggressive I think I would have a panic attack because I would be like oh, fuck this da, da, da. and then I'm like oh, I know I you start breathe. to like work yourself up so like that's what I do and then everyone's like are you all right like I, I went to like a class once where I was absolutely in that energy and then I had I was going to like um like a, a facial like med treatment they're mm-hmm. like do you want to subscribe you or prescribe you some lorazepam <laughs> they're like maybe you need like a second I'm like oh yeah but like you work up that panic energy oh. Oh, and, and I think that's slow. where it comes. So I'm never like the one that, like, I'm going to punch out my day. Yeah. Because like I do and then I have like a panic attack. But I think like do something that makes you feel good. Yeah. But it's uh, anything like that. You're evoking emotions. Mm-hmm. But like feel the feels. Yeah. Don't suppress it. Because yep. I think that's so freaking dangerous. Yep. And I did that for years where yep. Mike will call me like the volcano. And he, he allegedly thinks my wick is like no longer existent. I'm now envisioning a volcano when it erupts, it turns into a tornado. Oh, tornado, <laughs> volcano, Megan Hool. Um, But, you know, you have to deal with it because it's like hurt people definitely Ooh, hurt, hurt yeah. people. And I think like that energy can be like really dangerous, you know. And also... Yeah circling back to what you said before packing that shit into you and not dealing with it it does take up space when you deal with it you get to release it you make room and you never know what's going to be filled instead with that shit so i know it sucks doing it truly but it's like it's so it feels so good so you feel so much lighter Lighter. you feel yeah just less like i remember just being in that state of like literally anybody if you looked at me the wrong way i'd be like oh what? I know. Like, I know. Like constantly, constantly like annoyed. State of fight or flight nonstop. Yes. Like two speeds, stop and go. Sleeping or fucking pissed. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I've definitely done a lot of work. I mean, not everybody's perfect. There's definitely those no. days, but um yeah, deal de- I acknowledge those emotions mm-hmm. if there's any good takeaway from that. Well, I was gonna, I was yeah. that's what I was gonna say too. I forgot the I'd had a conversation once with someone about like, well, what do you do if you're anxious? Like, do you go for a walk? Do you do a a boxing class? Do you paint? Whatever it is. And I think there's this kind of cool, I don't what I think of anyway. There's some sort of cool correlation. I think you need to do basically whatever the opposite of it is. If you're anxious because you're like worried about some sort of either like a conflict or you're angry that something happened, like Mm -hmm. go work that shit out, go to a boxing class. Mm -hmm. If you're just like stressed out about something that's completely out of your control and you need to like lose your mind in something go do like a painting or yeah. like a ceramics class like yeah. I think it kind of has to like match but be the again reciprocal energy mm-hmm. of whatever it is that but again you then have to actually face yourself and figure out what the fuck is stressing you out yeah. as someone who was diagnosed with anxiety like yeah. there are there are rare instances yes where like it comes out of nowhere but it's usually just very very deeply rooted and you don't want to face it and I you're know. just ignoring it and yeah. whatever oh, so yeah. 
I, I'm I like, don't know. That was a tangent, but hopefully no, that, that, that was me. <laughs> oh yeah, growing up with like divorced parents and yeah. like that whole thing. How old there. were you when they got divorced? When um, I was six mm. years old, mm. and there was like a lot of tension. Okay. Um, and a lot of like con- conflict moments where like I felt anxious as a small child, like uh. my par- knowing my parents. I mean, I was anxious all the way up into my wedding, where like getting married, it was like the first time my parents saw each other in like thirty something years. No. Right? Yeah, we oh. had to like separate everybody. <gasps> yeah. Yikes. I used to think I could never get married because of that. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. That's a know. long ass it, time. Where did lot. where did they both live? Um up uh, my mom was on the Cape yeah. and then my dad was like upstate New York. So there okay, was definitely okay. like a divider. They couldn't like run into each other at the grocery store. But I feel like for me, wow. just the anxiety, like that has Do like, you ever never remember been them being no. like they Mm-mm. were never happy? Mm-mm. So then you literally probably always had that like same mm-hmm. thing fight or flight constant mm-hmm. oh and it's crazy because of how i appreciate marriage now because yeah. i think some people grew up like that mm. and they never see it as something that's valid or like something they would want to do because of that example that's that their only like reference point with them yeah um but then maybe that's my own demons of like maybe that's why i don't have kids we're not going to another point but i'm like mm. how can i bring a person in the world and not mess them up too <laughs> no 100 definitely so i'm just like ah so here's my skeletons coming out of the closet but yeah. you know at the end of the day like you do you you do you boo 100%. and you can't control that but you can control like how you feel now and like how you're going to respond and react but it took me a long time to get off the, that defense train <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> like shut your it's mouth you don't know I, what i've been through right you know? right and even when you're in it like yeah. you can't see that until after you're in it so yeah. it's like oh my god it's so bad yeah i feel that yeah oh i know so what's coming up for you what do you have coming up in the next few months or anything exciting planned i know you're you're constantly doing events and stuff yeah. congratulations by the way you just got recently put on the board of dress for success Dress for success Insane. yeah so Amazing. a board of directors position with an organization that's like near and dear to my heart like obviously helping women and helping professional women that want to get back in the workforce after going through trauma incarceration yeah. um you know all the things so it's um you know, just something I've been involved with for so many years. And, and honestly, the clients I work with on the retail side are always so generous to like donate outfits and clothing, mm. um, beauty products to dress for success. So if anybody has a business that mm. is ever, you know, looking to like donate some new things or, you know, gently use, like there's a full store at the Comav Dress for Success building where women set up appointments and they can shop for interview outfits for free. Hell yeah. So they get dressed head to toe. Where on Comav? Um, it's like 989, like in the middle come up, like the BU, like kind of where the Chasse, where Shaw's is. Oh my um, God, I literally work like right pr- there. Print, Planned yes. Parenthood, like around there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right there. It's in like the Justice Building, like the okay. city. Yeah. 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 So like, it's so, um, it's so amazing. Um, so we have that. Yeah. I'm going to bring stuff. Yeah. And then just like crazy, um, wound up finding out that this like digest um nominated me for like the top like 15 coaches in boston oh, nomination yes. i i got like as a recognized i was like oh thanks like two and a half years into my business and yeah. i'm like that's pretty big so that's i awesome. appreciate that Yay. like on the career side good for you Congrats. and yeah thanks and then hoping to like figure out kind of next season with pivot with purpose so i can make it a little bit bigger some more episodes um Mm -hmm. trying to do this really exciting thing in september so stay tuned where you know i want to bring people together and just have this like massive massive like growth and learning day so um that's coming up but 
um, and looking forward to, you know, hopefully joining this like awesome mastermind. So, uh, you know, I'm just all about like, okay, I'm going to get here, but then how can I continue to get there? And I love learning. Mm. I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can I keep leveling up so that I can keep, you know, showing up for other people in different totally. ways and doing new things. Um, oh, so yes. we got some good stuff going on. Thriving. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Any good. good trips coming up? Um, we did, no, we did, a, we did a lot of our big trips early on this year. So what's the next one is Miami. We're going to Miami oh, in November. Mr. 305. 305. So let's, <laughs> pr let's pray. Mike goes there and he thinks everyone's Drake. I'm like, you don't even know who Drake is. I'm like, that's not Drake, Mike. Why? That's absolutely Does not Drake. Drake. in Miami? I don't know. He's I think, I think like 14 years ago, somebody told Mike that Drake was at, at the Satai or something. And Mike's like, oh, we're going to see Drake. I'm like, you're probably not going to see Drake. I'm dead. But anyway. Drake's um, on tour right now. You, yeah. Some and, of you are going to the Drake concert. Yeah. You just I'm, don't know. I'm it. telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like one special thing to leave with. Like you, my, bringing Mike cool anywhere where anyone allegedly could be famous is like a bad idea. Like he is like the dude that will 100% go up to someone and be like, you weren't that great in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We go to West Hollywood and it's just the whole thing. This whole story. <laughs> at, at Barry's boot camp, I was working out next to Alicia Silverstone. So that was like my 16 year old. Duh. clueless like fangirl moment where wow. i like almost and died she looks amazing she looks incredible and mike's like who who is that and i like would not tell him until we left he's like how dare you i'm like because you would have gone up and been like who are you right oh yeah um and then everyone in west hollywood he thought was like denzel washington I'm like that's not denzel washington oh, so no. it's just like this whole like i feel like we mike and i need an instagram live of like mike doesn't know pop culture like two weeks ago he's like who's kim kardashian i'm like no, no absolutely not no. like i just turn on the tv no. just turn turn on something besides golf <laughs> and like maybe that's not real <laughs> no it is Come he, on. he's like oh is that the girl with like the butt i'm like everybody has butts <laughs> yes <laughs> so little insight and i, I keep has i keep plugging netflix i'm like can somebody just like give us our own the A conversations melissa that happen in this four walls like I, he's like you better not be recording this i'm like mike like somebody needs to hear like, you just bug it out put, put microphones everywhere constant stream and then i'll like pitch it and then we can all yeah. be like we'll all we put together a deck live on my private island like <laughs> oh, that's yeah. my goal let's go <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can buy one of the like Boston Harbor Islands for like a million bucks. It's Deer Island for sale. Fuck yeah. We can buy a ferry like Pete Davidson and Colin Jost. They bought one of the Staten Island ferries. Let's do it. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag was like manifesting that. Awesome. Get oh get, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Get ready. We're going to buy islands <laughs> and we're going to take Mike on a pop culture, pop culture tour. <laughs> no, it's, it's hilarious. I That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to Miami. So we'll say in prayer. No, I think November like 11th is something. So if anyone's interested, like Instagram will be hot. That, that oh my God, moment. save the date. <laughs> you need to put up an event reminder. I'm oh going to save my notification. Because Mike is also the dude that goes to the W, sits on the beach and orders like a Belgian waffle with like a full <laughs> breakfast where everyone's like hot girl starve. And Mike's like, I'll take a full or, like, breakfast. I'll have a fruit cup. Right. And Mike's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to just eat this air over here. And Mike's <laughs> like, oh, to the side, on the side to be healthy, I'll get a grapefruit. I'm like, like are you 82 years old? Like, with like, sugar on it. Well, no, there's honey, so it's like oh, extra yeah, sugar. Yeah. But um, okay. oh fine. yeah, he loves it. He just like lives his life. We, uh, just, girl, we all need girl. to live more like what? Like, girl, 100, 100. Cool. We have to. That's like yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. All right, well, my friend. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. We got all kinds of nuggets. I know. We were all over the map, but that's why I love this. No, it's great. It's great. I think a lot of good, like, life nuggets in there, yeah, right? Totally. And we're all talking about, like, pivot PTSD. So I think, like, that starts from, like, recognizing, like, the cause of that. Yeah. And, like, if you're looking to make a meaningful life change, bottom line is you can do it. Yeah. Period. Go back, go back and listen to the, oh, this episode. <laughs> and if you want to cat tarot card reading let me know oh my god yes hmu on instagram <laughs> actually no really where do they find it it's Meg Hool. uh all things Meg Hool. All things Meg Hool. yeah at all things Meg Hool. yeah are you on threads yet are no you doing threads? no because i heard you have to like delete your whole profile if you get like tired of threads what i don't know i got one i, I feel like my shoot. like first thread would be like i'm so happy i didn't peak in high school like i would say <laughs> shit like that and then i'd be canceled so so true though so true though that's not canceled that's support i support that i mean i support that yes hashtag didn't peak in high school and here we are still arriving <laughs> prettier than ever give us the merch we're there oh my god all right well thank you so much again i appreciate you. you and this episode of signature witch yes. bye Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got the slightest bit of value out of it, I'd love if you'd share it to your social meteors. You know, tag me on Instagram at Wadman Dudek. That's W-A-D-M-A-N, dude with a K. And let me know what your favorite golden nuggets were. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe on whatever your favorite platform is. All of that good stuff really does help to keep this little audio dream alive and thriving. And your support means the absolute most to me. So again, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. This episode of Signature Witch was created and produced by me, Melissa Dudek, guest appearance by Megan Houle, and music by Jamie Berry, Little Violet, and Fleetwood Mac. Check back next week to hear from my favorite possibilitarian, Christina Muccio, aka Mooch. Until then, stay witchy, my witches. <laughs>